welcome to The Short Game, a podcast where we review games you can complete in a weekend, a day, or a couple hours. And today we're going to be talking about Apple Design Awards. I'm Laura Nash, and with me I have Shane Kelly. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excellent. And I also have Nate Heilinger. What's up? Uh, not much. I've been playing a lot of iPhone games for the past 48 hours, and <laughs> pretty excited to talk about them. We definitely do our homework way in advance for this recording, guys. <laughs> well, I mean, for what it's worth, this guy, you know, this might be one of the most timely podcasts we've ever done. Th- these were announced last week. And yeah, so only it's th- going to be pretty cool. I think this is a great little tradition for us. We did the same thing last year. And uh, so I knew to watch. Uh, I will. I'm obviously I'm always going to watch the keynote. Were you guys watching the keynote? I was at work. I was trying to watch the keynote. I was caught watching the keynote. I was told to stop watching the keynote. So uh, I, I was, uh, I, I watched almost the whole thing. Um, and fortunately, I was happy to see uh, one game that I've played an unfortunately large amount of show up on the list, which was Crossy Road. And I know we're going to go into the games individually uh, here in a minute, but of all the games that have been nominated, I've probably played more Crossy Road than all of them combined. So I'm at least uh, I'm at least prepared to talk about that damn infuriating, fantastic game. <laughs> and oh, Shane's yeah. pretty much a uh, does not commute expert. Yes. Oh, I'm loving that game. Yeah, it's Perfect. it's a terrific game. Yeah. Also on the list is Shadowmatic, Vainglory, and two student winners, which are Jumpo and Endless Minute. Um, yeah, and I think we probably will have some other iPhone related games that we'll want to throw into the mix to discuss what with it being E3 and all what and anything about E3 you guys are you know jumping at the bait to talk about before we get into these in detail well that was even more um even more recent than WWDC and all that uh like that's a big week you know yeah two or three days ago um I have been playing the Fallout Shelter game uh I was gonna ask about that I want to know about it so I'm pretty excited about it. It's like kind of a resource management worker placement type game. Um, not generally Bethesda's kind of thing, you know. Uh, very few similarities between any of the games that we're used to playing from Bethesda, except for that it's Fallout themed, which is enough for me. Um, but it's it's really well designed. Um, they made a point of saying in the keynote that it's free and does not require online access, which I definitely appreciate. Uh, there's Certainly there are in-app purchases, but it is not something, and I can say this after having played maybe four hours or so, it is definitely the right type of in-app purchases where, hey, if you want to, you can buy these things. It might make the game a little bit easier for you, but you by no means need to, Um, and I definitely appreciate that. Like uh, I've played long enough into it now where in most games, if if in-app purchases were going to be a necessity, I would have hit that mark at this point. Mm-hmm. And there was one time where I was like, man, I should buy that because then I won't be stressed about this game. But then I was like, that's stupid because the whole point of this game is that it's like resource management and mm-hmm. it's kind of hard. Um, maybe I just am not good at it yet, but I've definitely had some uh, vault dwellers die to some rad roaches uh, and <laughs> some fires. And it's it's pretty cool. I definitely if you're into that type of thing, um, the. I should remember his name, but the head guy of Bethesda um, Game Studios name dropped FTL when he was talking about the inspirations for the game. And as you guys know, it, oh, that's a good it sign. started twitching. Yeah, you're and, like, oh, yeah, FTL. I started started twitching and started. Uh, I had to Frothing chase. At the yeah, I had to chase. Had to the, like, <laughs> I had to chase yeah. the dragon. So uh, uh, this oh, has yeah. been, you know, this has been good. Um, I will say that I wish I had an iPad. Um, because on iPhone, it's definitely good, but there is some very like specific points on the screen that you have to kind of touch and drag, and a few times mm. it's felt a little, a little small. Just you know, do what I did: file down your thumbs. Ooh, that's a good oh, call. Good tip. Yeah, hot yeah. tip. I'm gonna, I'm gonna a, remove my thumb and jam a stylus into the socket and just use yeah. that instead. I think Perfect. That's, yeah. Uh, but all my other E3 excitement has basically come from all things Fallout related, so uh, which is the opposite of the short game. Um, I know. It's, Fallout, just as know. Reagan kind of has vanished from the... By the way, that's, I think, not a coincidence. Reagan is not on the show because The Witcher came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah he's going to he tell you. Because he's moved, but yeah. we all know it's because he's playing Witcher 3. Yeah, yeah. See you later, Geralt. Uh, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy another round of Gwent on us. All right. Uh, but... 
it's uh, I think around the time Fallout comes out, we better just cancel the show. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Well, uh, I'm really concerned because so Fallout comes out on November 10th, and uh, the Star Wars Battlefront game, which I know is has some negative press around it, but still something that I'm excited about, um, comes out on November 17th. And that is, in the same week, two games that I have been hyped about for a very, very long time. And I think I'm going to have to quit my job, um, quit my podcasts, quit everything, and just play Fallout and Battlefront back-to-back. Which Maybe I, you and I will just splinter off and start a, a Fallout-centric podcast. Hey, there you go. Excluding everyone else. <laughs> and then I will just be trying to get Reagan to still stop playing Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to happen. Welcome to the short game. It's just me, Laura. Hey, um, it's, it's Laura. Just, it's I played some games here. this week. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Uh, uh, but that, oh, never, never. I'll never let that happen. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, so we came on the show today to talk Apple Design Awards, and we quickly veered into E3. the green fields of E3. Well, but, that's uh, what most gaming blogs and game media did this week anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we try not to be like a news podcast because you can find the sources for this stuff everywhere. But it's hard not to talk about it a little bit because, I don't know, It this has been a pretty killer uh, couple days for video games, especially like new tech. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a Xbox One owner and I have never really wanted to, but uh, this recent Microsoft showcase has made me pretty intrigued at some of the... Um, stuff that they've unveiled with the ability to download mods on your plate or on your computer and they automatically go to your Xbox or something like that, which I think is a huge, huge uh, win for them trying to get the modding community into the console game. Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. While we're talking about games that didn't win an Apple Design Award, any snubs we want to call out? Oh, heck yes. I, I actually tweeted at Ryan Cash, uh, one of the guys that made. Alto's adventure and just to right rub it in it. more like, no I just told him that I felt like he'd been robbed and he said uh, maybe next year and I, I said oh. oh well actually that's cool because maybe that means they have a game coming out but uh, I know I'm obviously they've got to be working on something new but uh, yeah I think I think Alto if I have a have to guess like why it didn't win an ADA it's kind of because I mean last year um Last year, Monument Valley won, uh, and I thought they had a very similar visual style, but even more so, I think maybe it was because this year they really wanted to focus on stuff that used that metal API, so they were mm-hmm. really heavily targeting stuff that showcases the 3D that the iPhone can do, which is getting surprisingly good. Um, yeah, really surprisingly good. We'll kind of talk yeah. about um, Vain Glory, which I know we played the least out of, but I ha- I did play it a little bit in preparation for this and it's pretty cool. Awesome. Um, they definitely went with like specific things to point to. I mean, they usually try to, but um, with this one, like with Crossy Road, the use of in-app purchases, they make a big point of how they appreciated that because I was really surprised to see Crossy Road show up on this and a game like Alto's Adventure not show. I mean, we did like an entire episode on how awesome Alto is and in that episode, we were also like, Oh yeah, Crossy Road is fun too, and then it's Crossy that wins the award. Um, I mean, to me, it makes perfect sense because when I think about what Apple likes to reward, it's whatever they've had as their new feature or something that's native to iOS. So, multi-touch used to be a big yeah. thing. Tilt controls was a huge thing. Um, yeah. Any game that takes advantage of the hardware and freemium is kind of their biggest trend right now. Yeah. So, I, praising games- good freemium. All the winners this year have Crossy Road, Shadowmatic, Vainglory, and Does Not Commute, all 3D games. Mm-hmm. And almost all Freedom, too. Yeah. Uh, Shadowmatic, I think, is just a straight-up cost. But um, yeah. I think it's important to note that what we're saying here is that these aren't what Apple considered to be the best games of the year. These are the games that like best showcased a certain thing that Apple's trying to accomplish. Because I think if it was just like best games of the year... Alto probably would have been on that list because um, it's a better game than Crossy Road. But Crossy and it's Ro- on their beautiful games list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So why don't we uh, dive into the games? Let's just let's oh, just heck yes. Let's just get going. Uh, What's first? So first on list is Shadowmatic by Triada Studio, and it's this game. It's hard to describe, but I'll try. You are rotating these weird looking things with multi touch. And the goal is to create a shadow on the wall. There's a bright light shown on it, and it makes cast this shadow. 
and you're trying to spin the objects so that they create a recognizable shape. Yeah, it'll be like an amorphous blob uh, that's kind of in the right side of the screen with a, a, a bright light shown on it with a screen kind of in the back left. And that blob is completely undiscernible of anything. Like you can, it doesn't look like anything. But if, if tilted at the exact right direction, it'll be like a bunny or like a Cupid shooting an arrow. Or, I mean, there's like 80 different levels. So it's a, a ton of different stuff. And they kind of complicate it by bringing in. Uh, now there's two items that cast individual shadows and you have to rotate them to be the perfect angle and combine the two. Like the other one that comes to mind is a chess piece where you have to spin the top to be the top part of, I guess it's like a bishop. It's actually kind of hard. Maybe it's a pawn. I don't know. It's a pawn. Yeah, look, I guess it's a pawn. Um, yeah. And uh, you have to rotate the two this pieces. This is not a chess pawn. Yes, well, okay. I love chess, but I guess I didn't. I don't know. It's a very ornate pawn. Um, anyway. I mean, tonally, it reminds me a little of, what was it, Zen Garden, the one with the rock that you're rotating swing uh, around? Zen Bound. Zen Bound. Yeah. Which they, did that one win an ADA? I can't remember. I think it might have. It, I don't know if they were around then, but it was definitely on all the Apple devices at the store. Yeah. Um, just because it's kind of relaxing, you're spinning stuff, you're trying to get an, mm-hmm. um, there's chimes involved. Yeah. The thing that impressed me the most about this game was, um, I mean, it's it's a pretty game and it's a Zen game, but it's uh, it's the the way that they used these really clear, really nice, really smooth 3D graphics, and they also used it with the tilt controls of the device. So you're not controlling the game with the tilt, but they use the kind of parallax effect uh, in conjunction with kind of the tilt of the device, so that um, as you t- twist and turn your device. It's like you're looking through a window at, at, at different angles at what you're what you're manipulating. So it really gives you this 3D feel in addition to kind of the 3D graphics. And uh, they they did just a tremendous job with that. It's you really do kind of feel like you're looking through a window at these you know weird twisty objects and and reaching out and grabbing them. I mean, they have weight, which is funny to say yeah. because everything's floating, but they have substance. And, you know, um, Apple said that they won basically because it combines multi-touched and that metal um, graphic engine. So it won for its look and the manipulation of objects. It's a game I can't really see on any other platform, to be honest. No, I don't oh, think yeah. it would be fun unless you are actually... Like I, like using a mouse or something to like click and drag it wouldn't be very fun. Uh, maybe like a PlayStation or Xbox controller with the dual joysticks might be kind of interesting, but still not as satisfying as actually kind of that tactile feel of spinning and twisting it. Um, and yeah, I just and you, re- you'd lose the uh, the different angles that you get from from moving the device yeah. too. So I think I honestly think this is uh, among the games here. Like most of the games on this list could easily be ported to other platforms. Um, at the very least, they could easily be ported to like Android or something like that. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, because it is clearly like really hooked in uh, to the Metal API, and also just the fragmentation on Android, where you can't be sure how much graphic graphics ability you'll have. Um, I, I think this is a game that is probably going to be an iPhone or iPad only game. Yeah. I also just really appreciated the design of the objects. Like when you look at them, Mm -hmm. they are, they're beautiful. They're often multi-textured, crazy different colors, and they don't look like anything at all what you're actually going to be casting a shadow of until you get it at just that right angle. And you kind of see like one uh, early one that kind of springs to mind is you see like two kind of, they almost look like hands sticking out that are making kind of a, I don't know, like an arch, but they're separate. There's one pointing one way and one pointing another way. But once you start spinning it with the light, you see that, oh, they might actually, if you have them touching each other, the shadows touching each other, it becomes the handle of a teapot. But mm-hmm. those two arms are nowhere near each other on the blob. But once you have it angled just right, you kind of slowly get an idea of like, is that a frog? It kind of looks like a frog. <laughs> and then you twist it just right. and You're like, yes, it is a frog. Or you're like, no, that is not a frog at all. That is all. definitely not a frog. <laughs> that is definitely not yeah. a frog. I love when you're spinning and you 
you realize that there's been some subtle hints along the way. There is a hand system where they use chimes and lights to tell you when you're on the right track. Uh, but there's also sometimes the textures or the colors relate to the objects. Um, occasionally, like a gecko. Or the be. room that they're in. Exactly, the room you're in. And you don't realize it until these context clues, until you're latching onto the right shape. And I will ding it a little bit. It's kind of fiddly, especially when you get to two or three pieces. You can recognize the shape, but I had a lot of time locking in. Yeah. Where I was like, it's, this is clearly this object. This game is also really easy to spoil because if you know what the object is, the puzzle becomes a lot less fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had that problem with the horse. Um, trying to oh, make, yeah. that, make that horse, make the legs line up. I was like, I know this is a horse. This is a horse. Of course this is a horse. Uh, and I just could not get the, the legs lined up perfectly. And it, it was a little frustrating. But You're just spinning the horse around like, this is clearly a horse, guys. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> Trigger. Come you know, on. you mentioned, Laura, how they can kind of hint at things, but they also, one of my favorite things is that they kind of use that to throw you off sometimes, too. Like, there's this level where it's the, it, it's a monkey, um, but the the object is is textured with, like, frog skin. Right, I remember and that And so level. I was trying to make a frog out of this thing the whole time because uh, I thought they were cluing me in, but once you get it together, it's actually a, uh, it's a monkey. <laughs> and there's... There's other times where, like, you know, you, you might not exactly guess it. Like, there's um, there's one where it's like a, a, uh, the room has a little um, ship's wheel hanging on the wall, uh, and the 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 solution is it's an anchor. Uh, but I didn't make that connection until after I actually had made the anchor, and I was like, oh well, we're in a ship or something, I guess. I mean, I loved that stuff because it's a game that trains you to look at the shadow. But you start realizing that if you look at the object, if you look at the wall, there's a lot more story to be told. And mm-hmm. it's rare that puzzle games like this, you know, give two shakes about what's actually happening in the background. Usually all the attention is on the solution part of the puzzle. Uh, it's rare that you see someone who really cares about the atmosphere around the puzzle. Yeah, and I think that just points to it winning a design award, you know, um, making sure everything is thought about and looks nice and is a part of the total package. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to stick around with this one just because I have the worst spatial reasoning <laughs> on the planet. Maybe I should keep playing it because I have problems rotating objects in my head. Good um, way to practice. Yes. For those um, real-world situations those real world trying situations. to build a shadow out of a weird squiggle. Yeah, I uh, there's a lot of puzzles, and I've played a lot of them, but I... Also, just keep going to check my vault dwellers on my Fallout shelter. So, uh, you know, I've got priorities here. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, I do love the vault dwellers on the. Uh, I think that's the number one game mechanic I see on iOS is like uh, managing resources, and it is fun to play yeah. a game that's not that. Yeah, none of these games really have notification hooks. Um, yeah, the game doesn't continue reason. when you're not playing it, which I think is. It's interesting to me because it's definitely a huge trend as someone who played too much Nimble Bits. Um, they didn't deserve my love. Um, <laughs> these games do, but they don't annoy me to play them as often. Yeah, this game is a, like all of them for the past two years we've done it, like it pretty much opened it, started playing it. And it's like, okay, I see why this won design awards. It's like it's like really quickly. Like this is a this is a well put together game. I won't say this is necessarily the most fun game of them all. But it's beautiful. But it's beautiful. So Well, you said earlier that the next one on our list, Crossy Road, you didn't know you were surprised to be on the list. For me, I was like, oh, no brainer. Crossy Road made ten million bucks and it isn't annoying freemium and it's gorgeous and fun and polished. And everyone kept saying, This is such a polished game. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that it won. I guess I say Let's, it's uh, because... Shall we pause for a moment to compare high scores? Ooh. Oh, not very high. Um, How many crossies have you roded? Um, and the only I re- don't play that much. I'm going to look it up, but the only reason I say that I was surprised is because I don't think I really appreciated like the scale at which this game was popular. Like I know a lot of people were playing it, but I kind of lumped it into like Flappy Bird territory, and I know that it's it's not that. But I just kind of assumed everyone thought it was kind of a silly little game, and I just kept playing it. But to you know to hear that like ten million people are playing or ten million dollars, uh, that makes more sense to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't play very often. Um, I have only a lowly 78. Um, it oh. looks like Reagan's at 120 and you're at... Only 42. Julia Pike is at 148 on mine. Oh, wait. Is that no you? No way. Yeah. I So my game center gets confused with my wife's. Maybe, maybe I finally straightened that problem out and it uh, wiped my score. <laughs> it might have because according to my... My game center, your wife is kicking all of our asses. Oh, she doesn't play that much Crossy Road. I'll have um, to ask. It could well I have be not her. said I my I've not said my score yet. Um, I would like for everyone to listen to my score, which is 155. So I will Whoa! go ahead. I will go ahead and claim uh, short game Crossy Road champion. And if I remember correctly, I actually got really into this game because Reagan was leading all of us for a while. And I got really into this because he went so hard into Alto and yep. crushed us all so hard at Alto. I decided to kind of go at him a different way and take as many of his other records away from him. So I <laughs> I played uh, Crossy Road. I'm ex- totally behind this. Yeah, I, I played Crossy Road exclusively to beat Reagan. And also uh, Pancake. I have the, the high score in Pancake as well, purely as a quest to bring Reagan down a peg. Um, and I feel pretty good about it, you know. Let's snatch all his victories. Yeah. Well, I'm yes. not going to get his alto score because that is only a crazy person gets that kind of score. Um, but I, see, I've been going about this all wrong. I've been trying to, I've been trying to beat his alto score. Uh, what's your guys' favorite? Uh, what do you play as in Crossy Road? Um, I like to keep it on the shuffle just to get a different one every time. Me Ooh. too, actually. I tend but I've to unlocked move a bunch. They, they any- keep adding them though. They keep adding new little guys, and that's part of what made the game so. Um, effective. I guess so that biggest thing that they rewarded about the game was its freemium model that uh, they don't change the gameplay at all. You could you could feed no money in, or you could feed a thousand dollars in, and you only change how your little road crosser looks. Yeah, I uh, played when as shuffle when I was just kind of just kind of playing, but when I really was getting down to it, and I w- had a Wanted to get some good runs. I was played as the duck for some reason. Just wah, wah. It was very satisfying. I played as the duck for a while. He's fun. Have you guys bought anything in this mm-hmm. game? No. no. I, I spent $1 on this game, and it was because nice. um, there's a there's a reference to another game that's one of my favorite iPhone games of all time, uh, Forget-Me-Not, and I really wanted the Forget-Me-Not guy. Have you guys played Forget-Me-Not, not to derail this, but no. uh, if you haven't, have you not. should. Forget Me Not is a um, kind of a maze-based retro Pac-Man-esque type game, and it's really phenomenal. It's really addictive once you get into it. It's a hard, hard game, but it's a very rewarding one. I definitely recommend it. Real quick before, um, we actually haven't said what Crossy Road is. Let's um, <laughs> wind it back to that. Laura, what is Crossy Road? What what are what are these Crossy Roads? Crossy Road's basically a modern version of Frogger. Uh you hop. Um the hopping is wonderful, the bouncing animation. Um and it's this 8-bit um style. It's on an angle isometric uh so that you're, you know, you're moving up and, you know, kind of diagonally northeast. Um I don't know why I didn't say up left. Um but it's really funny. There's great uh, collisions when you get run over by cars. Uh, as you hop along, you pass your friends if you're good. Um, you pass your friends' game center lines, and you approach their different scores. Um, so it has a great challenge aspect. Um, if you want to, you can unlock new characters. Some of them have powers. I never play with a character with powers. Well, the duck just quacks. Does it actually have... So is powers the right word for it or just like it alters the game world because i never really played any that gave me anything different than the ability to hop in one direction um because i like for example if you played as like the frankenstein basically the world would go into grayscale and there would be like thunder and lightning but it didn't really change the game it was just grayscale or um i don't know they'd all have different like death animations like you you can play as like the what they call her like celebrity girl who when she gets hit by a car mm-hmm. busts into a ton into a pile of money and things like that yeah it's i could say it's it's a new skin it's a the but it's better than a new skin because it's not just like in temple run where 
you know, you get a slightly different play style. The whole the world changes and sometimes the all the collision animations change. They really give you what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really funny. It has kind of like a hyperactive um like game show element to it as you as you get high scores it's like ching 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 free prize free prize free prize and then you like hit a gumball machine that drops down a little capsule that opens up and gives you another uh little crossy road animal or whatever and it's it's really satisfying to uh pull the little lever that gets you another um gets you another character i will say it got to the point that where it's like there was so many of them that i quit like like all right yep what i get this time just give me I like. I need another run. Get out of my way. I'm moving on with my life. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I duck. I need to beat Reagan's score. I'm a duck, man. All right, leave me alone. I don't need um the pig, the cow, the other bird. I mean, there's there's a ton of them. I've got like four colors of rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite color of rabbit? Uh, the pink bunny. Of course, also, also known as the lovely bunny. Oh. Yeah, we actually so we talked about this game a little bit already in the Endless Runner episode, um, and I still pop it up every once in a while, just like do a crossy road run. Um, you have to get in that like right mindset where you're paying attention, but you're not paying too much attention, and just like yeah. zone out and crossroads. Yeah, hopping and hopping. I don't yeah. play this one too much, mostly because um, I am in a packed cattle car on the L, and I know that that signals death for crossy road. Definitely. <laughs> Well, it does have that kind of one-handed gameplay that I feel like is uh, not like necessary for a great iPhone game, but it really does help. Like a lot of my favorite iPhone games can be played one-handed, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. this is among them. Definitely. Yeah, and they had some interesting mechanics to keep you moving forward with it. Um, if I, rem- I I haven't played Frogger for a while, but you can kind of just sit and wait uh, for the right opportune moment or you can move backwards as much as you need to uh in this if you move backwards too many spaces or wait in one spot too many times an eagle will swoop down and carry you away uh, which counts as a death too so you kind of have to just keep moving across highways uh rivers with logs um i guess that's mostly the the our trains (laughs) there's trains highways and rivers and then just different cars and just land yeah yeah it's a fun game it's simple enough to, like, we, I don't think we need to belabor an explanation of this game because I think by now we've probably described every part of it except for the <laughs> thousand different characters that you can collect. Let's go through it's all a game, of them. Uh-huh. Right, Reverse alphabetical order. I think there are 95 order. of them at yeah. this point. And um, I don't know. My favorite for a long time was the robot, but then I got fed up with his weird grinding, like shaking a jar of pennies sound. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's it's definitely a rewarding game. It's got some things that are really weird, though. Like, first off, good it's got weird, this feature. Mm, I think. Not even great. Not even good weird. There's some some stuff that like doesn't really jive for me. One of them is the ability to record oh, uh, gameplay videos weird. in it. Like, I don't get that. Like, that's it's a very strange feature, and it's not. It's implemented very strangely. Like, you're not even recording the video as a video that you might share on Twitter or something, you're recording a video and sharing it within this weird internal service built into Crossy Road. It's very odd. I never used it. I used yeah, it like one time. Either. Yeah, the next one on our list, uh, Does Not Commute, also includes video, but I liked that. Yeah. Um, this one, I never used the record video version. The other weird thing, maybe it's just that I'm not the target for this, is part of the freemium thing where you, you can watch and you can choose to watch an ad to get extra coins, which is a mechanic or, you know, not mechanic, it's a method of monetizing a game that I'm not entirely cool with. I don't really like that. That's just me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. Um, Fortunately, At least it's a choice. Yeah, exactly. Fortunately for this game, which it does really well, and part of why it won the award from Apple, is that there is literally no benefit to the game by... uh, by when purchasing anything the game is the same there's no speed difference between the characters there's nothing different other than what the game world looks like and what the game world sounds like so there's definitely incentive you know if you really want this cool skin or whatever um it's there and i'm sure that you know what did you say it made like 10 million dollars there's plenty mm-hmm. of, there's plenty of like cosmetic how in, you know <laughs> incentive and there's plenty of incentive 
you know, sometimes if I've been really into a free game, I'll throw a couple dollars at it because I really love the game and I want to support it, and I'll buy, like, a cool skin or whatever. I've definitely done that before. But the fact that I'm not required to, it's just the same game the whole time. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And I actually found it more fun to unlock them by playing yeah. than mm-hmm. I would have to pay for it. So. Yeah. And which is, I it's think, a success a- for it, you know, and that's what's cool. Like, it's it's unlockables that are not nece- aren't a necessity, but for whatever reason, it's fun to get them. Um, you're like, oh, sure, I'll play as the pig and hear what silly little pig noises it makes. Or I'll play as the weird green alien that, like, randomly, while you're playing, a spaceship will come down and suck up a cow. Just, like, in the middle of you <laughs> playing. Um, just weird yeah, things they're all like surprising and, and, like, really make a real difference in how the game looks and no difference at all in how the game works, which is really interesting. Yeah, the good weird is stuff like you can play as an old man, grandpa. Like, that's the that's what I meant by, I thought you were going to talk about good weird. That's the kind of good weird oddities that I love that they oh, seed into the game. yeah. Yeah. Let's talk, uh, let's talk about does not commute. So, did anybody but me play this one? This is one? my favorite yeah. of the group. Oh yeah. yeah, it's spoiler. It's not the <laughs> prettiest. Uh, it's not the one that made ten million dollars, but it is the game that I found like totally awesome in so many ways. So first off, it's a game about driving, and at at its most basic, it's a very very easy driving game. Tap the left side of the screen to turn left. Tap the right side of the screen to turn right, um, and you drive. From point A to point B, they show you on the map, like, you need to get this car over to this spot. But uh, what's really great is that it's not just one car after another. You're driving one car after another, but um, all the cars are running simultaneously. So uh, in every level, it's going to be, like, 10 to 15 or more cars. And as these cars kind of traverse you have to dodge all of your previous car runs and the game places the cars and places the, uh, you know, the entrances and exits of the level in such a way that you're going to wind up with huge snarls of traffic uh, and you can't stop. There are no brakes. So you have to just swerve like mad and try and find crazy random ways around the other cars. Um, And the cars all have different speeds you can apply little different bonuses, so you can uh, you can put a turbo on to make a car faster, or you can um, add uh, some traction control to make a car handle a little better. And a lot of the game kind of boils down to using those those mods and choosing the right uh, the right path through the level. Uh, and it, what's really fun is like by the time you get towards the end of the level, uh, what was initially a very easy little drive has become really difficult because you're swerving back and forth and careening off other cars. If yep. you run it all into any of the other cars, it drops your speed significantly. And you have to keep this high speed. You really have to keep this frantic high speed uh, because the amount of time you take in the first level determines the amount of time you have in the second level and so on and so forth. And there's, you know power-ups to add time but the clock is always ticking down like one second at a time it's so fun and so frantic i haven't even mentioned the kind of crazy goofy story part of the game which is hilarious so this game is only two months old it's the most recent release and somehow it was done by a two-person studio mediocre which is nuts um but they also had some help with the story from um guy from smogo who did by six and really, I did not know that. Oh, That's know. Yeah, That's the writer awesome. for them wrote the story, and the story's so weird and awesome and cool. Um, yeah, we talk about the it's you know it's hard to imagine there's a deep story for a game where you're driving ten to fifteen different cars, but as you take control of each car, the you're looking at like a top down map of a little town, and it'll kind of freeze. It'll show you the kind of the the route that the car needs to take not the specific route, but you might be coming in from the bottom right and need to exit through the top left. It kind of gives you an optimal path, but not necessarily. But before you actually hit start, it has a awesome little blurb at the bottom, just maybe two to three sentences about the person that's in the car. And it is so funny. I know you guys wrote down some of them. Um, and it really kind of creates this world that 
not only is the gameplay hectic, but the town is hectic, and everything just piles on top of each other. It's really, really well handled. There's so many plots and little character drips, and the whole tone is this, like... um, Apple says it's late 60s. I was thinking early 70s, but like, you know, there's people with great stashes and sideburns and the whole thing has this like sun dappled effect. Um, and they have great little, you know, almost polaroidy pictures of each car driver. Um, the piece I actually I re- thought that was great, even from the very start of the game where you're in the menu. Like the menu is a little radio dial with the, you know, wood panel and leather, fake leather. And what made me really laugh at this game getting an Apple Design Award is that the aesthetic of this game is so, like, skeuomorphic old Apple. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's funny. And, like, it's not at all like Apple's current design scheme. Uh, But that retro thing really, really works. Uh, Did you guys find the little secret in the menu? No. No. There is a secret in the menu. If you so you know the menu is a uh, is like a radio, right? And right. you swipe left and right to like tune between the different channels, which are the levels. Try tuning it in between the channels. That's all I'll say. Like try like like adjusting the radio dial until you get it like right in between a couple of levels and just see what pops up. Awesome. Make sure you have headphones on. Yeah, I'll have to yeah, give it the- a shot. The developers said they had a billion um, Easter eggs in this, and some of them are in the story, but um, which is complicated. Um, the <laughs> the one I wanted to like sometimes there's like alphanumeric codes that you can translate, which as someone who does puzzles um, for fun, adored. Ooh. But um, the flavor text that I wanted to include was um, from the first level, so it's the tutorial, so it's not too far in. Everyone thinks the man driving this car is Mr. Lee, but Mr. Lee is long gone. Lord knows who this man is, but he looks and talks like Mr. Lee, and that's good enough for most people. (laughs) And then you drive Mr. Lee or fake Mr. Lee to his location. And he shows up in basically every level that Mr. Mm -hmm. The the man who pretends to be Mr. Lee does. And a lot of the characters reappear. And there's little stories if you pay attention. I haven't made it to the end of the game, but that's one of the things that keeps you coming back to a game is just a little bit of story coming out in little drops and... uh, Really cool stuff. <laughs> I will say that if you're going for a complete no spoilers on the plot, don't read the description from the Apple Design Award because they give away one of the cool little culty things about the plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite ones, and I didn't write it down, so I'm sorry I'm going to be paraphrasing it. Actually, I took a picture of it. I have it. Okay. Uh, school bus driver Miss Santiago thinks the best thing about the kids being loud is that no one can hear you cry. Oh, poor Miss Santiago. <laughs> yeah, I, dro- I drove that school bus like I stole it. <laughs> you keep having to replay these levels so that you can get more time for later levels. So you get to really appreciate these poor people and like the, the account executive in advertising who hates his existence. Yeah. Or the woman who uh, is driving to work but really just thinking about turning around and going home. Uh, also, we didn't mention if you if you do mess up, you hit another car, hit a wall. You know, not only does your car get really slow, but you do have the option to kind of start over with that car. It costs you one second, which doesn't feel like a lot uh, in that moment. But if you start piling those up, you will find that you made it to the second level with not really enough time to to make it much further. So you kind of have to find these optimal routes. Uh, and it might take you actually a couple playthroughs to get it. Um, using up those seconds to kind of learn it and then coming back and playing like a real optimal route, which doesn't sound super exciting, but the gameplay is super fun. It's really fun to drive the cars, especially when it starts raining, everything's slippery, Uh, turn on turbo, try to make a hard right, and your car skids really well. There's all sorts of different types of cars. You're driving ambulances, buses, motorcycles, convertibles, everything. Bulldozers. Yeah, bulldozers, boats, yeah. Anything, any, if it's a vehicle, you probably drive it at some point. Um, and it's fun. It's, it's one of the, of the games that we did, uh, for this. This was the most unlike anything that I'd ever played. I can't really draw any comparisons. Uh, just that it was fun and it's totally worth it. And they have a pretty unique, uh, payment style or payment process for it. They do. I thought that was one of the neatest things about the game that I would not, I would not have really um, 
been sure to pick up this game, but they let you play theoretically the entire game for free. Um, and it's not uh, ad based or microtransactions or anything like that. You can play through as much of the game as you want. It just won't keep uh, all your progress unless you uh, unless you buy the game. So I was able to play through, I think, three levels of the game or at least into the third level of the game. Um, and I realized, oh, you know, I think I am going to really want to play this game. So I paid at that point and I was able to continue from there. Even though I had actually put it away and come back to it later, it remembers what you've completed uh, but if you want to pick up from where you left off, you might need to buy the game. And it's, you know, it's like it's like a $3 game, something like that. It's $2. So, uh, yeah. $2. Yeah. This game actually is um, my friend who has bought her first smartphone, has had it for three days. Um, we were at dinner last night and she was like, I have picked up this game. It's called Does Not Commute. Have you heard of it? So wow. I'm shocked. It must be getting some really good buzz from the Design Awards, which I'm super excited about because when um, Shane brought it to our attention, it was just a freemium game that got a great review from the community, but it wasn't getting a ton of press. Yeah. So. And you know, for what it's worth, I haven't uh, bought it yet. I'm intending to. It's just I've been playing all these games. But I have played uh, into the third and fourth level two or three times now, and it's been fun every time. I don't Even playing those first two, now that I've played them a couple times, I'm just going at it like, how can I do it even better? So while buying it, I think, is the best way to experience it, getting to get deeper into the game, it's still fun just to pick it up and drive and see what silly what routes you can take. And It's a fun game, regardless if you get deep into it. If you get yeah. to level four or day four, you actually can unlock a practice mode, which lets you trial run all your cars, um, which I think is, if you're going to go back and try to make up time, really important. Um, I increased from like 98 to 128 seconds, so it can make a huge difference. Um, but it's those kind of hooks that make you want to pay and invest the time. I, I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't paid. And as you get better at the game, you might decide you want to go back and look at your past levels and see how you completed them. And it has a little video mode where you can go back and watch a replay. And you can watch that replay uh, following a particular car or you can see the map as a whole, or you can do different things. So it is kind of fun when you've played through as each of these individual cars to see how all the cars swarm across the map all at once, kind of from that bird's eye view. It's really neat and uh, made me kind of think this game would work really well with another thing Apple announced this year, which is their replay kit, which is going to give games and other apps a way to basically record their screen or I think hand their screen off to another app. So that might uh, introduce things like streaming on Twitch or on the new YouTube games channels to uh, to iPhone games, which may, might be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was imagining playing this game through AirPlay or something on a big screen and just seeing all the detail a little bit better and trying to control your car up on a big screen. I think it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be wonderful. And uh, getting the little bits of, you know, there's a, a dose of story and then you're worried about your car crashing and then you get another dose. It's just a really addictive drip. Yeah. I, I think of all of these games, if you're going to pick one up and what a really unique experience, I think this is the one to go for. I think uh, Shadowmatic is cool. It's it's beautiful. Crossy Road is... It's a gorgeous tech demo yeah. for what's possible exactly. on, on the iPhone graphically. Cro Crossy Road is fun. Um, and a great little one-handed game, but does not commute fits into that kind of thing that we love to talk about. A really interesting mechanic handled really well that you can just pick up and play. Um, you don't have to get crazy invested in it, but if you want to, there's a lot to, to there's a lot there for you. Uh, uh, next up is Vainglory, which I didn't play much of because it's a MMOBA uh Massive multiplayer online battle arena, which is not my thing. Um, but Apple adores this game. They've had it in commercials. Um, Didn't they had like it announce demos. it in the app in in the keynote last year? Yeah, it showed up in a keynote. Like Apple, it just it has the prettiest graphics, and it is you know multiplayer, which is something that not all games can tout. And it, it's, it's a very popular genre. Yeah, it's, right it's, their, it's not one that I think any of us are really into, but it's it's 
probably the most popular genre of games today. Yeah, they're pimping it like they did Infinity Blade. So, yeah. Um, Nate, so I have you played pl- it. Yeah, I have played this game a little bit. Also, I probably have the most um, MOBA experience. I did get pretty deep into League of Legends for a short amount of time. Um, I had some really good friends of mine that played that game obsessively. Um, and I played it for a little while. I have some problems with that style of game. I really do appreciate a game that's um, been, that um, I don't know rewards skill more so than like your player getting more powerful or something like that. Um, and I found League to have a at this at the time I hear is a lot better now, but to have a pretty toxic community. Um, and I love to play online games with other people. And when they're all going to be um, just like unhelpful, you know, jerks, it kind of drew me away from the game. But I played this game and I was immediately impressed with how well it handled and looked on an iPhone 5S. And I saw right away, much like the other games, why it would be up for awards, uh, specifically in design. I mean, it is it is impressive what you're playing on your iPhone. Um, and also, it is virtually identical to League of Legends. I mean, down to the like, I know I know there's a lot of uh, MOBAs out there, but that's one that I've played the most and is also, along with uh, Dota, to be the most popular ones. I mean, it is like mechanically the same. You have a hero, hmm. um, you're going down your uh, lanes left to right, and there are minions that you're running along with, and if you get the last hit on the minion, you get the gold. Your goal is to destroy the turrets and eventually destroy the final tower along with uh, the opposing team that has the same goal. If you kill the opposing champion, I think they call it in this one, um, maybe it's hero, you get a bonus amount of gold. And generally the team that gets the most hero or champion kills will have the most gold, which makes them the strongest and, and they win. And I mean, it is, they even have like jungling, which is from, which is straight out of League of Legends. I mean, there's like a lot of the terms are the same. The gameplay is essentially the same. But what was impressive is that it was on an iPhone. And it's three versus three, um, all online, all on an iPhone, or I'm assuming iPad, but I was playing on an Mm -hmm. iPhone 5S, which I was definitely impressed by because that's a lot going on there to have on your little screen and that type of internet connection capabilities is really cool. Um, I'm probably not going to play it a whole lot, because I'm not really, I've also kind of drifted away from that style of game. But if you're looking for one to play on your iPhone, like, it's pretty cool. I, I was really impressed with it. I think I'd be more likely to try it out on there than I would be to jump into League of Legends or something. Because I have heard, uh, I mean, I, it, it's it's strange to me. You, you said that the community around League of Legends is toxic. That is the only word I have heard used to describe the community around League of Legends. Yeah. I have to imagine that they're some kind of, um, you know, I think of the Toxic Crusader or something. Okay. I've heard I, it. I try to avoid better. garbage people in gaming. Um, yeah. And... Well, the thing with League is that it is, I'm calling it League, uh, is that it's five versus five and one bad player can screw the whole team. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. really need at least some modicum of... Um, ability to com- you know to compete to your with your team and and help win um, and the games can be up to 45 minutes long and if you have one bad player you're basically making like a non game for nine other people yeah and and mm. I get the frustration I totally do but it's like it just drove me crazy I mean and Nate. it's not it's not even voice it was all all tech all type and I would just have to mute everybody and just it was it was frustrating and it just wasn't really fun is this is why i wish friendly newbies well it's all on your phone and there's no way to communicate with your uh your team which we talked a lot about in the hearthstone game uh hearthstone podcast that makes it inherently more newbie friendly if you if the communication with the your teammates and the other opponent is not there um you won't have people screaming at you or whatever like it's just it makes it the anonymity of it makes it inherently more um newbie friendly and i would imagine that the um i don't know the community isn't there yet for vainglory whereas league has been going for a long time and is like becoming a monster esport mm. um 
I also had this really weird thing with League that was really frustrating is there was this kind of like known issue where sometimes you would start a game and your mouse wouldn't be able to click and you yeah. and you had to restart the game and get back into it. And the first like five minutes of a game is arguably one of the most important parts of the game. It's kind of like whoever gets the first kill or two can swing the entire battle. And so I would constantly have to come in like two minutes late into a game because I did. And that was at, at best. I'd have to restart my entire game and you would be banned for leaving games. And so I would get like one and two week bans for this issue where I would be kicked out of the game and I would write all these emails to, to the League of Legends support like, hey, I want to play. I'm not, you know, because they would ban you because they thought you were like griefing, which again, leaving would really screw the team. I was like, no, I want to play. I want to be, I want to, I want to do this game. The issue that is happening to a lot of people is what's making me leave. And it all culminated. I got like a three month ban all from, mm-hmm. all from this one like bug. bug. And I was just like, okay, this, this game is not worth it to me. I don't care, you know, but I, I think See, I like the, I think I like the style. Like, I think I like a, Nate, MOBA, that's why you know. I think you need to try hell divers. Me and Reagan did an episode yeah. on hell divers and it's a game where it's not, it's not exactly, a, it's not a MOBA, but it has some things in common. Uh, but it's it's a game where one of the big things we talked about is how that game gets um, the incentives right to create good experiences between you and other people. And yeah. I think that's when you talk about multiplayer gaming, that's really key to it. You have to have a system set up that even if it is pitting people against each other, they have to all be there to play and have a good time. And yeah. you can incentivize that. Well, and I've heard I've heard they've done like this was a couple years ago, and I've heard they've added a lot of incentive to league for like like recommending like this player was super great and helpful, and like there's awards now, and like you can get Mm -hmm. you can get deemed for being a uh, a negative person, and it actually affects like your score. So like I know that they they know that, and they're trying to make it better. So my opinion is an older opinion. So if anyone's listening to this episode and they're like. It, I love League. It's so much better. Like I get it. It's just like that experience is what made me stop. Yeah, I'd like it. to hear from those people. So if you are out there and you want to tell me why League of Legends is awesome, I want to hear about it. Tweet me. I'm at Eight Bit Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Or why we should really give Vainglory a big try because I've been staying away from MOBAs mostly because of the community. Um. So if this one doesn't have people talk at you, maybe it's a better place for me to start. <laughs> yeah. I I've only really avoided them just because I have to be at this point um, with the podcast and with my other games. I love to play like selective in what like genre mm-hmm. I dive deep into. And that's the only reason that I haven't even picked up hell divers is because it sounds awesome. And I know that if I like really start playing it, it's like all I'm going to want to play. Um, so I thought it was kind of best to hold out for now, but uh, yeah, Let's move on. There were two student games that were nominated. Now, I didn't play either of these, but Laura, I know you did. Yeah, I can give a quick overview. Um, So there's Elementary Minute, which is a buck um, by Clement Strasser. Um, It's a quiz game. So you have a minute to answer as many questions. There's a lot of different modes. You can swipe up to say yes or true and swipe down to say false, and that's it. So it's It's like opposite Tinder for trivia? Yeah, it's vertical tender <laughs> for trivia. Um, yeah, it's. I think it won because you. They, he made it work on the watch. Um, oh yeah. It's, you know, simple. Oh, that's a good idea. Easy, great idea, slick. I mean, I played a ton of a game called the Grading Game, which is proofreading papers. So I like games that like me to be smart. Um, um, the bug reports are really fun because he often says if he got trivia incorrect, like one of them says like. I claimed Beyonce was a member of Depeche Mode. That's not true. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, a lot of the questions in the um, famous people are like, who directed what movie or, you know, about presidents. So um, I probably want a little bit richer trivia. My favorite trivia game is um, a cat movie. Um, I'm trying to remember what it... That's not the name, but it's... it's, um, uh, movie-based trivia with cats. Um, nice. But it's a, for a minute trivia game, it's really great. I probably will break it out at the next time I have a team meeting and I'm trying to amuse my coworkers. 
And that's um, really what we're all just trying to do, right? That's 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 the point of this this podcast. And the last is called Jumpo, which is this um, puzzle game where you tilt to move left and right and tap to jump as many times as you want. It's all hand-drawn, or it looks hand-drawn, like pen and ink, just um, kind of like a Tamagotchi. So it's just the two shades. Oh, you got me. I'm in the game? a huge Tamagotchi <laughs> fan. All right, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, there's no pets. I'm just saying, art style-wise, it has the like oh. little pen and ink Tamagotchi color. Um, and I can't wait until they bullets. bring out Tamagotchi for the Apple Watch. Then I'll buy one. Oh, Ooh. absolutely. Wow, that's a great call. I can't believe that wow. doesn't exist. Let's... Shut down the podcast. I'm going to edit that part out, and we are uh, we're gonna we're gonna make Tamagotchi Tamawachi. Oh, so much better than half. Uh, yes, <laughs> Tamawachi, wonderful. <laughs> no one will sue us. No, um, but uh, Jumpo by uh, Bite Brushers is it's it's fun. I, I didn't play a ton of it. Um, I I think it's the level design is good, a little bit repetitive, but um, I think that the jump mechanics and the physics engine they're using is really strong so they keep polishing the level design i think they could do wonderful things in the future yeah it's nice to see apple highlighting kind of student projects like that um so good luck to those guys but the more developers the better mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely well cool um did you guys have anything else you wanted to gonna talk about free version of threes came out oh yeah yeah throwback to last year's ada yeah. And if you go in in person to a Starbucks, you can get Monument Valley free for a month. Nice. Also right. worth it. Also Guys, worth it. IPhone, iPhone games, uh, they may not be the deepest all the time, but sometimes they are the... Uh, you know what they say about cameras? It's the camera that you have with you that's the best one. Sometimes I think it's the gaming console that you have with you that is the best one. I'll give a shout out for a game that's not going to win any design awards, but um, the maker of uh, 10 million uh, just put out You Must Build a Boat, which is <laughs> yes. which yep. is adding more role playing and more level design and more of everything to that game. So if you I like that about at that. all, I've already beat it. Um, that's how. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go download that right now. Um, it's wonderful. So go download You Must Build a Boat if you that's even a, looked at that game and wanted to play. That's a great name. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm sold just on the name alone. That's fantastic. The original one, 10 million, he said uh, in some, I can't remember where I read, he, read that he said that. I was a big fan of 10 million. And he said that his biggest regret about that one was that he made a game with a title that was impossible to Google. So <laughs> I think he, hey, uh, there you go, think yeah. he solved that problem. That's awesome. I think he learned his lesson. Um, any other iOS games you want to call it before we wrap up? Nope. Just going to go play go- You Must Build a Boat. Oh, yep. everyone go play You Must Build a Boat. And the other games that won Apple Design Awards. <laughs> yeah, but I already played those. <laughs> yeah, but you already played those. <laughs> Everybody out there, you listeners, uh, if I had to pick one of these games for you to play, it would be... Does Not Commute. Yeah, Does Not Commute. Nate? Yeah, I think Does Not Commute uh, is the most interesting experience. I, I will say that, again, I've played a ton of Crossy Road, but that it was in my never-ending quest to destroy Reagan Kelly. So there's Which that is too. an honorable quest. Yep, Reagan, if you're out there, uh, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, since Reagan isn't here to say I've been your host, um, I'm Laura, and I've been one of the co-hosts of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Laura J. Nash. Shane, where can people find you? I'm at 8BitShane. And Nate? At Nate STL. Okay, you can follow the show on Twitter at underscore short game. You can also find uh, the full feed on iTunes. Uh, rate us and leave a review if you don't mind. Uh, you can also find our website at www.theshortgame.net. Until next week. Hey, actually, Thanks, uh, Shane, are you still doing... Um D&D character sheets for people who leave us Oh, reviews. yes. I am I am one sheet behind. Uh, so, uh, yes, I did not realize how long it would take me to create these elaborately crafted Dungeons & Dragons character sheets. But uh, the offer still stands. Uh, if you review the show in iTunes and you tweet or send us a photo of your review, a screenshot... Uh, I will, I will, and maybe tell me a little bit about yourself. Like if you feel like, you know, your spirit animal is a barbarian or a warlock, uh, we will, 
Uh, I will create you a Dungeons and Dragons character sheet. This is uh, just my service to the world as a dungeon master. Yeah, the short game. We are not um, above bribing. Nope. We, and we're and we're not a Dungeons and Dragons podcast yet. Nope, not yet. yet. Well, we'll make our Fallout Four Dungeons and Dragons uh, podcast uh, coming this fall from short, the Short Game Network. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the All Short right. Game. The next episode will not be about Bethesda or Dungeons and Dragons. All right. We think. We think. All right. Take it easy, y'all. Thanks, everybody. Bye.